Welcome to Spatular Extremities, a podcast for all of your DIY, copied and pasted, and cobbled together culture. Do not adjust your volume. Hey, welcome back. This is Spatular Extremities, and this is a supplemental episode to yesterday's Coom Transmissions and Throbbing Gristle episode. I had been planning on doing sort of short 5 to 10 minute miniature episodes daily or every other day just to just to keep myself in practice and to give you all something to listen to because I wouldn't want to deprive you of my beautiful speaking voice. And the one I was going to do today was going to be on the 1989 Japanese fantasy cyberpunk horror movie Tetsuo the Iron Man. But this morning I was on Twitter and I happened upon something interesting. Before I get into that though, a word regarding Twitter. They tell you to never meet your heroes. That's an old saying, never meet your heroes. Well, I haven't met very many of my heroes. But one thing that I can say is that everybody who I admire happens to be on Twitter nowadays. And I find that so much of what goes on on Twitter is just aggravating. And my relationship with Twitter for years has been... I'll start an account, and I will be on it for a little bit, and then from out of nowhere, I'll just get really annoyed with the whole thing, and I'll delete the account. And so the account that I have, which is at Spatular Gene, that's at Spatular Gene if you want to follow me, it's a very new account. In fact, I I even changed the handle today because... I only have three followers, so most people, nobody's going to be searching me out under the old name and unable to find me. But as much as I get annoyed, every once in a while, you just, you run across something on Twitter that's just really freaking cool. Now, if you remember, I talked yesterday about how Throbbing Gristle broke up in 1981. And when Throbbing Gristle broke up, they split off into two directions. Genesis and Peter Sleazy Christofferson formed Psychic TV, which was sort of a continuation and a building upon of Throbbing Gristle. Meanwhile, Cozy and Chris Carter split off in their own direction and formed uh, Chris and Cozy, uh, Carter Tutti Void, among, among other projects. Well, there's a woman in the city of Hull, which, if you remember, is uh, where Throbbing Gristle got its start. And this woman, Jill Webb, was the editor of a fanzine back in the 1980s called Kindred Spirit. Now, it appears that Kindred Spirit is no more, but Ms. Webb has been kind enough to create a blog wherein she reprints some of the old material found in this fanzine. 
and I saw this and I just, I had to, I had to give her a follow and I had to do a supplementary episode on this because it's just really cool. I happen to have just a, an enormous soft spot in my heart for fanzines. And so I'll put a link in the description to the website and I'll, I'll link to her Twitter account that you, you should follow her and just check out what she's up to. But she posted something a few weeks ago from February of 1984. And the, uh, the post is called Chris and Cozy Feature February 1984. And this is, uh, is kind of, this is uh, the introduction to the piece. It says, Issue 4 of Kindred Spirit included a feature about duo Chris and Cozy. To give you a little background, Chris Carter and Hull, born Co and Hull, Oh, sorry. To give you a little background, Chris Carter and Hull Born Cozy were originally a part of the controversial music and art collective Coombe Transmissions, which was founded in Hull in the late 1960s by Genesis Peorage and remained active until the mid-1970s. And this is an article that was written by someone named uh, Daniel Dream, like I said, in February of 1984. And the article is called Focus on Chris and Cozy, and it says, um, In my opinion, the music that is played on nighttime Radio 1 is too derivative and half-hearted. It has become another vicious circle, with so many groups worrying about getting played on John Peel's show and being given coverage in the music press as about the music itself. The DJs happily feature these half-hearted records, which lack personality and integrity, due to the competitive attitude of the musicians involved, and the circle is allowed to keep spinning in dull continuum. Numerous people have emerged in the last year or so with records which are distinctive, adventurous, and unaligned to the frantic pop-rock rat race to transient superficial success. For example, wow, this is awesome. For example, The Cult, Ann Clark, Virginia Astley. Wonder if that's any relation to Rick. Jackie Levin, Sex Gang Children, Jules, Cocteau Twins, Blitz, Ludus. You could argue that this is just a list of my own favorites, in which case I wouldn't argue with you, except to say that I've only bought records by four of these nine crucial names in the last years. But what I'm saying is that there are superficial groups given radio play and sessions in abundance. I'm now going to write about Chris and Cozy, who provide yet another example of the lack of attention given to distinctive, adventurous music. I'm not going to read the rest of the article to you. I think you should just go and check it out for yourselves. And while you're at it, I really recommend checking out the rest of the website. It's got all sorts of just neat things from this... Uh, this town in England that I know next to nothing about. And if you're American, I'm guessing you probably know next to nothing about it too. But there are show reviews and there are tape reviews and just all these, and album reviews and just all these nifty little things that really feel like a cool little glimpse into another world. So go check this out. Uh, it's called Kindred Spirit, and I really think you'll enjoy it. And I think uh, coming up, one of the issues I will be doing, or one of the episodes I will be doing is on fanzines. So I really hope that this gave you 
something of an enjoyable taste of things to come. So anyway, I hope you all have a great rest of your day, and I will be talking to you again soon. All right, goodbye.